Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business to the next level. I am so happy to have my guest today, Mama Rose, or Shannon Rose. (laughs) So let me tell you about Shannon. She is known as Mama Rose. She's contributing author of a national best-selling book and a founder and CEO of two companies, Pure Rose and Convo with Mama Rose. uh, She has been married for 25 years and raised three strong, intelligent, confident, and spiritual daughters, and two are a set of twins. Yay, you. Yeah, no. <laughs> she loves to read, cook, travel, and learn new things. Shannon's formal education is from the University of Texas at Austin, but the bulk of her education is from many of her life experiences and several management training programs Through trial and error, she developed a program that helps people recognize their purpose and reach their fullest potential. Please join me in welcoming Shannon Rhodes as we talk about confidently pursuing your dreams. Welcome, Shannon. Well, thank you for having me, Vicki. You're so welcome. So I always start with a very easy question. Now, okay. we said where you went to school. Are you still in Texas? Where do you live? Yes, I am currently residing in Houston, Texas at the moment. Houston, awesome. Uh, big Houston. Everything's bigger in Texas, so. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> big hearts in Texas, that's yes, for sure. we pride ourselves. Yes. So before I get into the main part of this, I did want to just give you accolades for raising twins. Uh, and I always ask, parents of twins because I had a cousin who had twins and they were not fraternal they were fraternal they don't look at is that right that they don't look like each other fraternal when they and those were my twins they were fraternal and and they were absolutely opposite of each other in their likes and things but they had an inner sense of when one needed the other is that what you found that's what I find currently still going on to this day wow (laughs) Yes, that inner sense, want to call and say, mom, I think you need to call the other. Yeah. I just have this sense. Yeah. That's so cool. So what was your aha moment that inspired you to go from being um, a management training corporate world to doing this business that you have to be your own boss? It's, you know, takes a, a little bit of courage. Yes, yes, I can. Uh, first of all, let me just say I am strong belief in faith. 
<laughs> I definitely, you cannot do most things without that. Yeah. Um, I, um, my aha moment was when we had a, uh, organization change mm. where leadership was changing. And I saw the direction that the, uh, upper leadership was heading to, and it did not align with my, my morality, um, flaws or yeah. mm -hmm. my center. Mm -hmm. And that disturbed me so much to where I just prayed about it. And yeah. I just said, Lord, what do I want to do? And he said, jump, <laughs> just and do it. You jumped. And I did it. I closed my eyes and I jumped. Oh. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I had um, one of my friends call and said she needed help in her business. And I had another person call and said they needed help with their business since I'm unemployed now. <laughs> so I think it's just that um, my belief in myself and my faith mm -hmm. and the perseverance to push it through. Awesome. Yeah. So you say everyone on this earth has a unique purpose. Yes. Why do you struggle figuring out your purpose all the time? I mean, we know we have this unique purpose, but people, when you ask them, it's not an answer that often comes right away. Mm -hmm. Why do we struggle? I think uh, we come into this world, if you look at babies and toddlers, they just know uh, what they're supposed to do or yeah. they just so confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think things change once we enter, we put our children in school or we enter school mm -hmm. and uh, we are starting to be conditioned to pursue uh, uh, certain careers or mm -hmm. be like a certain personality trait. So we no longer are recognized for the individualism. We're more um, trained. The teachers are training them to become this one type of person. Mm -hmm where individualism isn't praised or uh, yeah. recognized. Yeah. That brings to mind two things. One of the things what I talk about with people overcoming their fear of public speaking, I give a story of my grandson who was four years old sitting in his car seat. And mm -hmm. as we're driving, he's describing to me everything he sees. And he loved at that time big construction vehicles, you know, yeah. and he is telling me, oh my, you should see, and he is back there and I'm laughing because he is so animated. He's so excited. He's doing all the right things that you should do as a yeah. powerful speaker. And then I thought, it's so sad that when he goes into kindergarten or first grade, that's going to start to be peeled away by people that criticize him for being that, that way that part yeah where you and think oh go ahead go, no go ahead where you think it's no longer um acceptable so you start little by little just chipping away at who yeah. you were meant to be yeah the first yeah. laughter that you, when you speak the mm -hmm. first you know it's that's not right you know if you didn't memorize some speech word for word you get yes. taken off on it and you know and that and that conflict you have to confirm, uh, conform to their other things. But mm -hmm. um, we had just 
one of the youth groups that I was working with, they, we were talking about how you're introduced at career day, lawyers, doctors, all these things. Oh, yes. And, and you know, my husband is a teacher, a, a retired teacher and artist. And I see so often where kids that could be creative and artist in those early stages, rather than being um, encouraged, where we just will work on your math, work on mm -hmm. your your studies, and you know put the crayons away. Mm -hmm. And now we have a bunch of adults that have no creativity, no innovation, no no confidence in doing yeah. something new. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So what does it mean to confidently step into your purpose? I think once that is removed or you have conformed to what society has dictated what you should be, um, when you start to walk in your purpose, it is going to be exceptionally uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. because you have been conditioned to think or behave a certain way. Yeah. So I always say when you are walking in your purpose, but you feeling good, you feel happy, you feel at peace about it. Um, that's when you know that this must be for me, kind of like um, um, a stylist or my eyeglasses um I love fashion yeah and I love makeup and as you stated earlier that uh the creative side is never praised they always mm -hmm. tell you to go to school or yeah. you be a doctor a lawyer a CEO that should be your dreams not a makeup artist mm -hmm. um so as I started going back and doing the styling and the makeup I would do that for free yeah <laughs> I didn't even really need to make any money because it made me feel good inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you want your purpose, and it's so important to do that, is no amount of money that you make. If you're in a career that's not your purpose, your spirit will be unhappy. Yeah. But when you start walking in your purpose, um, life is just much easier. You're yeah. happy, you're at peace. And then it doesn't even seem like work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But you do have to put the value on what you do. You know, everything that you have that may come very easy to you, but the other person can't do that. That is so true. And, and yeah. so often we, we don't really value our gifts. Mm -hmm. We're, as you said, we give it for free. Yes. And that bring up a good point, Vicki. Um, mm -hmm. That is a lot of time we think that, because I got caught up in that. I said it came easy to me, mm -hmm. then it should be easy for you, but it's not. <laughs> that is my so gift and my purpose. <laughs> and I need to, <laughs> that's my value. Yeah. And your value is something different that I can't do. That's and I right. see it from you. Yes. That's right. How can I make your life easier? Right. How can I give back to you? Right. You talk about being you boldly. I love that. 
Yeah. You boldly. You should put a T. You should make a shirt that says that. Oh, I think I will. Be be you bold. Be you bold. Okay. Let me. Yes. (laughs) There's your first marketing tip for free. (laughs) And I would say, Vicky recommended this. That's right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So be you boldly. Talk to me about you know, how, how did that resonate with you and, and why is that so very important? I see so many people, like when I look at individuals, mm-hmm. you and you're probably the same, you see their gift, yeah. you just see it and mm-hmm. you just get so frustrated that they can't see it. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times I'm that bold person you know, my spirit, my personality is just bold. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I come from that with my raising my children. They will always be hesitant and they weren't raised that way. It just over time became that way. Um, because I'm so bold, they would kind of sit in the background. Then I start realizing that um, I, I'm um, colorful as how I describe myself, <laughs> um, opinionated. And my voice is going to be heard when not all, everybody has that personality. Um, so I figured that that must be one of my gifts to help you reach your goal mm-hmm. or your purpose, but that might not necessarily be it. You might, your purpose might be a more quieter um, gift, mm-hmm. whereas mine is bold. So together, whatever your gift is and I can help be your voice out there yeah. for you. As you were talking, that's exactly what I was thinking. You you know, we do often see more in people. We'll believe more in what they can do until yes. they until they believe in themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that someone that is bold like you, mm-hmm. you you need to have uber <laughs> listening skills. Because yes. your gift of boldness, as you said, is that 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 thing that will lift up that person until they do believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And your your enthusiasm can be the passion that will take that person to the next level. Mm-hmm. Your, you know, I'll, I don't know, out of the box enthusiasm, excitement is going to be contagious for them. And it takes time for somebody that's shy and, and maybe mm-hmm. introverted like I am to really be able to ac- accept the fact that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be shy, but don't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So I, I think sometimes when we have to listen more, let them talk more draw that out of them more, ask a lot of questions so that we can have them see what we see in them, right? I think that's what your gift is. Oh, thank you. So I think that's where the boldness comes out. It's not like walk into a room and, you know, be aggressive or whatnot. It's really being bold enough to take chances, being bold enough to to really, to, uh, uh, you know, live your authentic self and not be apologetic for it yes so that's why i think you need to make that shirt 
And I always tell uh, people that uh, I mentor, uh, the best lesson you have is because a lot of people look at failure as bad. Yeah. Failure is not bad. That's right. As long as you learn from it, because mm-hmm. you won't fail. Like when you first start to walk as a toddler, how many times did you fall? But you succeeded. That's what I tell people. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. So how can someone who has bad memories around Mother's Day reclaim mm. that day and enjoy it? Sometimes moms, you know, we can be tough on our kids. And that, and mm-hmm. that gives them, I always say, wonder how much this is costing them in therapy later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that point right now. I'm going, ooh, how many times was my name brought up in the therapy yeah. session? Um, I think there's no manual on motherhood Mm -hmm. when we come into that we're just given this child and we're just told to raise it Mm -hmm. and I think it's one of the hardest jobs out there because there isn't a manual Mm -hmm. and you want to know why because each child is different (laughs) unless God gives us that manual for each child Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that would be a difficult thing to do. And I know a lot of people who look at Mother's Day maybe not had that warm, fuzzy mom or um, had the upbringing that society is uh, telling us that Mother's Day or mother should be. Um, one of the things that, because uh, my mother suffered from um, depression, clinical mm-hmm. depression, and um, you don't re- didn't even know what that was at the time because she's my mom. Mm-hmm. So you think that's normalized because that's what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Going off to college and then seeing other moms, I start realizing mm, that's not necessarily how things should be. Uh, but one of the things that I celebrate Mother's Day to the fact that my mom did the best she could with what she had. Yeah. And that comes with forgiveness mm-hmm. and um, I saw her not as anger yeah. but uh, empathy because yeah. she with the limited tools that she had or resources mm-hmm. she made it happen the best way she knew how wow. yeah and I learned from her uh, some things of what I did not want to carry on to my children so mm-hmm. that I look forward to yeah. Very wise, very wise. Mm-hmm. Time now for rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> so rapid fire is just, um, I have four questions for you for okay. this. All that you can easily answer. <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, but what has being a mom of twins taught you? Oh, the first thing it taught me was that each child is uh, an individual because they were um, totally opposite of each other. Um, One liked dark colors, the other one liked bright colors. The one was uh, athletic, the one other one was not athletic. So it taught me uh, going in to give the best mother that they could have that I did not compare the two. Mm. I did not sit and say, well, your sister did this. Why you don't do that? I then recognized 
very early in my parenting that um, in order to raise these two girls, I had to look at them individual and raise them individually according to their gifts. You know, that reminds me, uh, I, ha- I come from a large family. Uh, I have, there are seven kids and all of them, <laughs> what two parents, seven kids, all different. And it was funny. And, and maybe you can re- resonate with this too. But when I went to a, a Catholic school and the teachers, uh, I, my sister's a year older than me. I'm at a year older than my next brother. And so all of the kids that came after my sister and I, the teachers always were, you know, having an opinion of what they were going to get, <laughs> you know, and then there were, after me, there were four boys or three boys and then a girl. So. Yes. And, and, it, and yeah. so then it's like all of the boys had such a hard time because the nuns and the teachers were always expecting them yeah. to act like my sister and I. And, and it was totally different, you know? And I think, yeah. so as you said, parents tend to do that. Like, why aren't you like your brother? Why aren't you like your sister? Yes. yes. And you made a, there, yeah. yeah, you made such a great point that each is individual, individual and should celebrate that. And you have to find each one of them's individual strengths. Yeah. Parent to that strength. Yes. Very wise. Very wise. So share a couple of tips about raising successful, happy children. Well, piggybacking off the first conversation we had that Mm -hmm. was one of the first things is to um get to know your children um socialize with them and with a listening ear um they're sharing with you who they are Mm -hmm. and you are as a parent and as a mom you're their their first friend you're their first love you're their Mm -hmm. everything they're looking Mm -hmm. up to you so be careful of the words that come out of your mouth, even when you get upset, because you can't not take that back. I mean, you could apologize for mm-hmm. it, might get the acceptance, but those words echoes into their head because they value you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're always trying to make them proud, if you will. Yes. We're always, and we, and I, I know you're probably like that too. Um, I still to this day try to make my parents proud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to college until I was, I went and started at 47. And mm-hmm. the only reason I went to college is that whenever I was in high school, I had made the t- decision that my parents couldn't afford college. And I oh. knew they were going to try. So I, went to the counselor and and changed my track to be business and went into business. And I, but I had told my dad, I will go to college, just not now. And so I went to college and graduated at 50 because I made that promise to my dad. And it's never too late. That was your purpose. And and actually (laughs) college was a whole lot easier. Yes. Because you already (laughs) know all those years of experience, yeah. like, you know, when you had to do discussion questions about situations, been there, <laughs> done that. <laughs> so it made it easy right. for me to get, you know, a 4.0 because I'm living this. I, hey guys, 
everything the teacher's yes. telling you is true. <laughs> you already experienced it. You could have wrote the right. book. I know. <laughs> so yes, I sometimes say college is wasted on the young. I, we think alike. Because that's what I said. <laughs> The things I did in college, I did not appreciate. Yeah. I think I would have valued it more as an adult. Yeah. 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 For sure. Mm -hmm. So the last one is, what is the best advice you ever received? Oh, so many. Mm. Oh. Um, I think it was um, one of my... Um, oh. My very first manager, when mm -hmm. I first came out of college, um, she uttered these words to me and I shared it with my kids and everybody. She would always, because um, she was my manager at the time, mm -hmm. but then she moved up to director, but she was training us all of her knowledge. Nice. She said, and I asked her and I said, why would you be so freely to give us your tricks and your tips? as a manager, because she was an awesome manager. And she said, if you're not, uh, if you're not replaceable, you're not promotable. Yeah. So and true. I thought that was so, and I live by that creed that I know a lot of people who are in the workforce or you always feel as though you're in competition mm -hmm. with somebody. Well, if you the best at that position or whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. they're going to keep you in that position. Long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder why you don't get the promotion. I know. Because they probably can't afford because you haven't trained your replacement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very true. Mm -hmm. All right. It is time now for me to share my screen. So those of you that are listening, please go grab a paper and pencil. I always remind you that you should have did that from the beginning, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going to let you see this and all this information will be on my YouTube as well as my website. So for those that are listening, the website is convowithmamaroads.com. Again, uh -huh. convowithmamaroads.com. And she's on Facebook, Convo with Mama Roads. TikTok is at Convo with Mama Roads. And Instagram is Convo with Mama Roads. Everybody say uh -huh. together, Convo Con with Mama oh, Roads. <laughs> Easy to remember. <laughs> Shannon, why don't you tell them a little bit about what they might find on your website to help them? So uh, if you visit my website, if you sign up for, we give out a monthly newsletter about confidence and living boldly within mm -hmm. your purpose. Um, and then also I do uh, consulting one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Eventually, I'm going to get to some group. So if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll receive that information as well. Very good. So it has been wonderful chatting with you today about pursuing our dreams and being a mom of a twins and really so many great nuggets shared today. Uh, I would encourage everybody to go to convowithmamaroads.com get more information. If you need any assistance, do sign up to have her assist you. Um, and so thank you so much for being a wonderful guest today. And thank you for having me. Vicky. You're welcome. And as always, I remind everybody that life is a journey and it's up to you 
to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.